Hey friends, welcome to Naked in Truth, the podcast that's designed to open up your mind, to help you break down walls and barriers in your life that you might not even know exist yet. But don't worry, every wall that we break down together on this podcast allows you the opportunity to level up and create your impact. With that being said, I think it's time for us to get honest, vulnerable, and naked in truth. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Naked in Truth podcast. It is me, Sari D, and I'm back with a really exciting episode for you guys. I have a guest speaker with us here today. We have Carl from A Tribe Called Fit. And what I love about Carl is that he is one of those people who are penetrating the industry in a way that we need to see. It's that positive change that we're looking for, that real side, raw side, the truthful side, which is exactly why you guys are here. So I'm so excited for him to be able to show to share his philosophy with you guys on what he's discovered through some of his hardest times that have brought him to the discoveries that he has. And now he's able to encourage and inspire other people through what he's learned. And that's what he's going to do here with us today. So Carl, can you say hey? to our listeners. Hello, listeners. I'm super excited to be here, Sarah. I remember when I first checked out just your uh, trailer for your podcast and just listening to it. And then even just the intro, like we definitely resonate a lot. And I agree with so much of what you, what you have to say, like in terms of the industry needs a good kick in the ass right now in terms of changing things around. And that all starts with truth, hence your podcast. So this is perfect. Boom. That's exactly it. Well, I'm so glad to hear that you agree. And we're so excited to have you here. So we want to know a little bit about you. Where are you currently living and, and what do you like to do for fun? Well, I am a little East of you in Winnipeg in Manitoba. So, um, been here pretty much my entire life, but bounced all over Canada as well. Um, right now I just got back into the gym this week in terms of training live. And my first class was on Monday and I've had classes every day since, and it has been unbelievable. The one thing that I totally forgot about was cause I did all my training over the past two years on zoom. The one thing I forgot about was hearing people breathe heavy and grunt. Because mm-hmm. you can't hear that via Zoom. And then when you get in class and you hear that, it's like, okay, yeah, they're killing it. So we're it was back awesome. in the so zone. That, hey, exactly. We're back in the zone. And um, so the last couple of years have just been doing most of my training online um, and switching into more of a coaching realm than a training realm, because I've known for a long time now that um, I'm better suited as a coach, even though I love training, I love training, but yeah. Um, I'm sure you can experience this as well. And I know a lot of personal trainers will be able to relate with this. You have clients, you get to know them so intimately and yeah, they're transforming their bodies, but then you hear about their divorce. You hear about all the stress they have at work. You hear about their emotional and mental health issues. And it's like, okay, well, am I really helping people the way that I wanted to help them? And the answer was no. So I had to shift more into a coaching role. So good for you. I'm so proud of you for doing that because at the end of the day, you know, we can't always just know what we're passionate about until we start dipping our feet in it. And I think that we stress ourselves out that we need to just pick this one career. So good for you for following your passion, because at the end of the day, you knew that you were good at where you were, which is, which is fine, but you're great where you are right now. And that's a huge fucking difference. And if, if everybody could just do that, imagine the way this world would work. Okay. So, you know, even yeah. though the last two years have been a little bit lonely online. You created some really amazing things because it sounds like in 2020, your life started to fall apart for you. And I'd like for you to lightly touch on your story, because I know that that is what has really allowed you to create this um, procedure that I guess you're going to run over for us. Right. How we can be successful every morning too. So please let us know what happened in 2020. Uh, 2020. Um, I woke up one day and it was December 4th, I believe. And I decided, you know what, I'm going to get a jump on the new year in terms of transforming my body and skip the new year's resolution. So I went to the bathroom, took like the initial glamour shot, right? So shirt Mm -hmm. off, took the picture. And then I didn't realize I'd done the exact same thing a year before. And when I compared those two pictures side by side, they were the exact same. So not good. 
like not good by my oh, standards. Wow, no. They weren't for, good for, for a trainer. No, of course. <laughs> right. So, but here I was all of 2019 thinking I was doing everything I was supposed to do. I thought I was killing my training. I thought I was killing my nutrition and yet my body hadn't changed. And so I'm thinking, okay, so I went an entire year completely spinning my tires delusional to the fact that my body wasn't changing. Absolutely. So for, I don't know why this question popped in my head, but I asked myself, if I think I'm doing everything right in that area, but I'm not, where else could I possibly be completely off here? So I started taking a look. The first place I looked was my relationship with my partner, Jenny Lee, who things, thank God, things are absolutely amazing right now. Good. Congrats to you both. Thank you very much. But New Year's Eve of 2020, we decided to separate. We were together for seven years and we took three months off. And I remember the one thing that kept me in that relationship more than anything was fear. Because there was one thing I was telling myself over and over again was, I don't know how I can live without this person. Yeah. I think, I I think a lot of us are like that and, and sometimes stay in really unhealthy places because you think that you're in love with a part of the person or you're scared that you're going to be left alone, whatever it might be, but yeah, very interesting. Okay. Good for you for realizing these things. Yeah. But, and and good for her as well. Like uh, Jenny Lee is an unbelievably strong human being, but what we did was we basically, the thing with the, our physical health and fitness, you can step on the scale and see where you're at kind of, and we can get into that later. You can look in the mirror and see where you're at. So you have some very clear indicators of whether you're going forwards or backwards. Inside of our relationships, rarely do we have a scale that we step on to see if we're going in the right direction. Like we just don't stop to look at it. Okay, how is our communication? How would you know if it's good or bad? How is your sex? How would you know if it's good or bad? Because you haven't defined that. So when Jenny Lee and I sat down and said, okay, this is what we want. And we we realized we were so far from that. We said, okay. We need to take a break. And we didn't know if we were going to get back together. There was no contact for the three months whatsoever. And what's ironic about it is when the three-month mark came up, I really had to question whether I wanted to get back together with her mm-hmm. because I was so happy by myself. Nice. Okay, okay. I was so happy by myself. But then when we ended up meeting up, it turns out she was doing a lot of work on herself. I was doing a lot of work on myself. And what ended up being perfect was that we got together, not because we needed to be with each other, but we knew that was going to take us to a level of expansion quicker together than we could get on our own. So, Beautiful. and something that you yeah. brought up there though, of, of just you guys realizing that you didn't know how to like define if you were even at a good spot in your relationship. If I can be honest, a lot of us, uh, I'm going to say 99% of us go into relationships with expectations of what that relationship is going to be like. That expectation doesn't actually have a definition and that's right. where things get really sticky. Right. And so, because you thought that things were going to go some way, or you thought that your relationship was going to look like this, that doesn't necessarily mean that it's always the healthiest option for you. And that's why it's really important so that, that you break down with your partner of what's important to you, what's important to them. What are these definitions that you guys want to be able to value your relationship off of? So good for you guys for taking that time, seeing that you both needed to grow in certain ways, but you guys grew at a rate that obviously was compatible to be able to come yeah. back together again. Yeah. Yeah. So it good was, for you. It was, thank you very much. Yeah. And things are, they could not be better right now. Don't get me wrong. Like we obviously have challenges. Um, and we, we treat our relationship just like you would, uh, your physical body in terms of like, we have specific workouts that we do every single week for our relationship. We have just like inside the gym where you can't just train, 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 train. You need that time off. Relationships are no different. Like relationships actually get a lot stronger as well by taking that time off from your partner and doing something just for you. So we've just taken all the strategies that work inside the gym and boom. And I do a lot of things behind the scenes that she doesn't know about. Like a perfect example that worked out really well the other day is, so I know I'm training well if I keep, uh, I have an app on my phone called done. So I just, it says in there training five times a week and I just tick it off. Right. So I'm tracking my training because if I take a glamour shot, I take them once a week. If I want to be able to know if I'm making progress. A, I got to look at the picture, but if the picture doesn't look the way that I want, I need to know what I did to get where I am. So I know what to tweak. Same thing with the relationship. So what I do is I'm a huge believer in this quote by Robert Brault. And he said, enjoy the little things in life for one day. You'll look back and realize they were the big things. And so it's the little things inside a relationship. So I know Jenny Lee, her love language, that's one of the things I highly recommend couples getting in touch with is figuring out your partner's love language. Cause yes. you could be doing, you could be doing something that you think is special to them and they, they just hate don't it. see it. 
or yeah, even worse, they hate it. They hate it. Exactly. Like for me, do not buy me a gift. That is like literally repulsive. You're bringing me back to my childhood trauma. Don't do it. You know what I mean? (laughs) So, and you really don't realize how intense that is. And just because you both are speaking the same language, like maybe it's English at home, um, really deep down inside, like your spirits are actually speaking German and, you know, Chinese (laughs) to each other. So that's how you guys are. That's a really good analogy. You're, you're, you're completely right on that. And I agree. So that's really cool. So what else are you guys doing with that then? Keep explaining. So what I decided, I, Jenny Lee, her top love language is physical touch. Okay. So I know it's just, it's just the little things, whether it's stroking her hair, whether it's stroking yeah. her back and Simple like going hug. back. It, exactly. So I wanted to make sure I was doing little things like that. So every single week I look at, okay, what's one little new thing that I can add to maybe intensify um, her feeling of appreciation and love from me through physical touch. So I know that a kiss on the neck yeah. is something that's really, and JL, I hope now nah, she won't mind me saying this. Um, she, she loves that. So I decided, okay, anytime I see J- Jenny Lee, instead of just giving her a huge hug and a kiss on the lips or the cheek, I'm going to move her hair and give her a nice gentle kiss on the neck. So I did that the other day. And then when she was cooking, I was up behind her and I was just rubbing her shoulders and she kind of started getting a little nervous. I'm like, are you okay? She goes, I hope she doesn't hate me for this. She goes, you know what? Honestly, I just feel really giddy right now. And I feel a little nervous, like when we first started dating and I'm oh like, okay, God. so I know it's working. The electric. Exactly. Yes. exactly. And it's those little things, but you have to be aware of what those little things could possibly be. And then start incorporating those on a daily basis and being very conscious about it. Cause I don't want to assume that Jenny Lee knows that I think she's special to me. I want to be able to figure out exactly what her language is and then do those things. So guess who's going to be getting a lot more little kisses on the neck? Jenny Lee, because I know that's going to make her feel the way that she deserves to be feeling. So, yeah. That's so cool. I love it. And you know what, Jenny Lee, please don't be embarrassed because I'm so pumped for you because it's amazing (laughs) to see people having healthy relationships. And if you can literally bring back that feeling where you're having butterflies and you're having goosebumps and you guys have been together for like eight, nine years now, like that's crazy. You know what I mean? So, you know, I'm just, that is we're so easy to give up on ourselves, whether it's personally in our relationships, you know, and we have such high expectations and it's so simple. The little questions that we need to ask ourselves the, 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 to simply just slow ourselves down just a little bit. What would Jenny Lee like? What does she need? You know? And it's just like, look at how your relationship changed. So obviously you guys are taking this, you're applying it to your relationship, but you created something that you are now teaching others that has allowed you to level up or muscle up your life. And I want to hear about it. (laughs) Yes, it is called the morning muscle up. So um, to go back on this, I've always been like, so my dad passed away. This kind of started everything and I won't go too much into detail, but when I was 19 years old, my dad passed away in his sleep as a result of the leading cause of death in the world, which is heart disease. Um, so that was an unbelievably traumatic experience. Like my family completely split up. We moved all over Canada and there was like a year and a half between conversations between certain family members. And it was, feel that. it was bad. So that's what spawned the whole, I guess, obsession with health and fitness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it also spawned another, another obsession, which was personal development and self-help. So I got like the old school Tony Robbins CD back then and like Awaken the Giant Within, which you must have unlimited power. There you go. Yeah. Definitely listen to that shit. So I was (laughs) all over it. So I just, and rich, actually rich dad, poor dad by Robert Kiyosaki was the first book that I actually read like front to back, including any book in school. Right. So anyways, yeah, huge personal development kick. And so the one thing that you hear over and over again, knowledge is power, knowledge is power, knowledge is power. So the more you consume, the more you're going to, the better you're going to be. Right. And all of a sudden I wake up and I'm 40 years old, which is 20 years later. Mm -hmm. And like, yeah, some things are good, but I'm nowhere where these guys promised me I was going to be like, I wasn't driving. I don't give a shit about Lambos or anything like that anymore, but the cars, the houses, the money, all that. That's exactly it. What what you thought it was going to be right. Like at the end of the day, it's everybody wants to, I feel like even if people don't aren't aren't about money, people still like nice things and there's no shame in that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So (laughs) with regards to all the information, like there's this 
It's Derek Sivers has another quote that I absolutely love. Uh, he said, if more information were the answer, then we'd all be billionaires with perfect apps. Boom. So exactly. So consuming more and more information, I'm like, okay, well, I'm listening to podcasts. I'm listening to audiobooks. I'm doing all this stuff and nothing was changing. I realized it's the exact same thing. Imagine you came to one of my fitness classes. Imagine you came to all of my fitness classes, every single one I ever taught throughout a year. And you sat in the back of the room. And at the beginning of the class, I'm saying, okay, here's what we're going to do. We're going to do this exercise. Here's what to do, what not to do. This is how long we're doing it. Three, two, one, go. And you just stand there. Every single class. Not much progress I'd make. But you don't fucking do anything. Mm -hmm. And that's what we do with podcasts. That's what we do with books. We listen to all this stuff. It's like, oh yeah, that's an amazing idea. We get motivated. We might take some steps, but then we screw up and then we don't do anything. And it's just this karmic cul-de-sac that we go around and around and around, which is why people are constantly living like just a groundhog day kind of life over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. So I said, okay, what would I do in the gym here? Because everything about a tribe called fit inspired by impact morning muscle up is taking what works inside the gym and applying it outside the gym. It's like, okay, well, I'm going to have to take some action. Okay. So let's say I want to go in the gym and I want to improve my deadlifts. Okay. So um, I'm going to go in and I go and I look at a guy who's got three plates on there. So he's deading 315, right? I'm like, okay, I want to be as strong as him. I'm going to go dead 315. Well, no, I, I can't dead 315, especially if I've never done it. So why would you not just go in there and start off with one plate? So get 135 or whatever it is going to be for you. I know one plate is manageable for me. So that's what I would start with. The whole point behind the morning muscle up is asking four really simple questions to come up with one small, specific, and simple step you can take in the next 24 to 48 hours to what I like to say, ignite the impact you wish to see in your world. So say, for example, like yesterday, when I was listening to your podcast with Mark, you said something that was absolutely brilliant. And can I read it? Yes, absolutely. That's okay, great. Cool. So the, the first question inside the morning muscle up is what is your situation? Okay. So in other words, the problem or challenge you want to face. So for me, I said, keeping Yeah, I said, keeping my fucking mouth shut because I'm scared of being judged by people I don't even fucking know. So in terms of sharing my message, I'm scared of what people are going to think and say. Meanwhile, everybody in my love nest, hardcore supports me. So here I am worrying about what people I don't even know are going to be saying about Mm -hmm. me. That's the situation. Okay, so the next question, what is the transformation? So what do I want to accomplish? What's on the other side of this bridge? Well, I want to be the type of person that shares my message lovingly with everybody and anybody all the time. Mm-hmm. Okay. Just like you are, Sari, just like you are. Yes. I want to do that all the time and I want to be way less reluctant. Okay. So now I need some inspiration. We know our situation. We know the transformation. Now we need fuel for that journey. So the inspiration comes from the podcast. So if anybody listens to your podcasts and something clicks, like something resonates with them, they need to take a snapshot or a timestamp or whatever, or write that shit down as their inspiration. So yes. here's what I wrote down that you said for me, you said, Nobody ever wants to be looking back or feeling like they're at a point in their life where it feels like it's ending. And they're like, why didn't I choose to make any of the decisions that I I actually wanted to go with? So that's the inspiration that I got from you. So now I've got those three things. Now, the most important step, what is your implementation? In other words, a small, specific and simple step that you can take immediately. What's your action? Exactly. So for me tonight, I have a TRX class that I'm teaching and it's already packed full. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to remember this needs to be small because if I want to share my message, I could say, Oh, I'm going to get in on a bunch of stages. I'm going to book a bunch of events. No, that's too big. That's like putting four plates on the bar. You're just going to hurt yourself and you're going to fuck off and you're never going to come back. Boom. So this needs to be small. So what I'm going to do inside of my TRX class state, all I'm going to do is at the beginning of class, I'm going to ask them one simple question and get them to entertain one idea. I'm going to ask them, what are you training for? Mm. And I'm going to say, listen, I'm not talking about the number on the scale. I'm not talking about how much weight you want to lift. I want you to think of a specific situation outside the gym right now that you are going to need to be strong with, whether it's your job, whether it's your mental, emotional health, or whether it's your relationship. And you were going to imagine you were building strength for that situation because this is the place where you're going to build the strength because you can build character here that can translate outside the gym. So again, what are you training for? So now that's the morning muscle up, just taking something super inspiring, like what you shared and putting it into action. So you can be the type of person that you want to be in your world. Plain and simple. Absolutely incredible. So 
Very, very cool. Like I, I really, really love that. And so are, do, do you start your morning every day with the morning muscle up or is that a weekly thing? What does that look like? And is it something that you can project with longer term goals and shorter term goals? Cause it really looks like that's quite the, the way to be able to allow you to go through all the steps. And, and, and because I think what the biggest problem is, is that we're also obsessed with this end result. Okay. But then we don't enjoy the the journey or the process throughout one little bit. And and it's almost like what you said, where it's like that quote that you said that you love about how the small stuff ends up turning out to be the big stuff is that we think that this end thing that we're trying to get to is really the big stuff, but it's all the shit that we're going through and we're learning about ourselves and that we're leveling up and, and, and forcing ourselves to overcome to get there. That's really the big stuff. And, and I think that the morning muscle up allows you to, to go through those steps one at a time to appreciate the work that you're putting in each and every day, instead of being Carl that woke up in 20 years of being like, fuck, well, I've read all the books and I've done all the PD, but why, <laughs> why am I still looking like the same person that I pretty much was 20 years ago? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, exactly. so, so is that something that you can apply long-term? We want to hear about it. Yes, absolutely. So there's two different versions of the morning muscle up. Think about it like if you compare it to sex, there's the quickie and there's nothing wrong with a good quickie. And then there's the long, slower, like enjoying and taking your time. Like that's excellent as well. Neither's neither's better or worse. It's just what do you got time You need to have a mixture of both. Exactly. So with the morning muscle up, it's something that I do every single morning. And there's actually a physical component to it because I found that for me, One of the, and anybody who's exercised knows this. One of the best ways to transform your mood is through moving your body. Mm -hmm. Really simple. Like there's, there's no denying that. So the first part of the morning muscle up that I do is something physical. So it could be burpees. It could be an actual muscle up with the TRX. It could be squat jacks, whatever, but I do a five minute and 45 second hit workout. So it's 15 seconds on 15 seconds off just to get the body moving. And then I sit down and I answer those four questions. So this all takes, like you can see, I went through those in a little bit of detail, Mm -hmm. those four questions, once you get good at it, you can get them done in about, I'm going to say 90 seconds to two minutes. So the whole process is long is less than 10, 10 minutes. But then there's another tool that's called the T3. That's called the turnaround tool. And it's the morning muscle up where you go into way more detail. And this is something I do three times a week. Because one of the things I found for me is depression and anxiety and panic attacks have been a huge part of my life for the majority of my adult life, but more so like the last five years, I'm going to say yeah. it's been really, really, really challenging. I'm sorry um, to hear that. And so I appreciate that, but I'm not sorry at all because it's like, we all have we all experience physical pain in the gym, right? And we experience physical injuries. Mm-hmm. And then that teaches us something about your body, something that you need to do more of, something you need to not stop neglecting. Maybe do a little less of, yeah. Or a little less of, of course. But we all have emotional injuries and we forget and we totally ignore the fact that that happens. Like you can have an emotional injury, which means you're not going to be operating at your peak level of performance. So the turnaround tool just takes the morning muscle up and goes way more in depth for you to get out your emotions, discover what the story is you're telling yourself that is keeping you stuck where you are, finding a new empowering story. And then at the end of the day, again, coming to one small specific and simple step you can take immediately in order to make the impact you were seeing in the world. Now, what you talked about in terms of long-term, what really, really, really helps is if you know what you are, I use 90 day targets. So what I do is I set an 18 month, like what's called an impossible goal, right? Like something that's just super far out there. Then I break that down into 90 day periods. So I've got six of these steps I want to take because if I'm taking six small steps in 18 months, there could be a pretty radical change. So when I'm doing the morning muscle up, And I'm thinking about, okay, if I'm tackling physical health and fitness, because inside the morning muscle up and inside of a tribe called fit, I talk about what's called the prep work. It's just an acronym, physical health and fitness, relationship, health and fitness, emotional health and fitness, and professional health and fitness. And you have to tackle all four of those because they all feed off of each other. Hmm. So what I do is let's say yesterday I'm or with your thing, that's professional health and fitness. I'm Mm -hmm. tackling that. I have a 90 day target that is very specific in my mind that I want to get to. So when I'm thinking about the transformation I want to make, I'm using that as my reference point, because sure you can, it's, it's like, imagine going to the gym 
and not really having a clear destination. Sure, you can go there and mess around on some of the equipment and everything, and you'll 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 make some progress. Like I've I've seen, and I know you've seen people like that too. They go to the gym. They don't necessarily have a training regimen or anything like that, but they're they're doing their thing, mm-hmm. and chances are they're never really changing. But they're not getting worse, and they're moving, and that's that's better than not. But then you see the people who have a very specific destination in mind, which means they know exactly when they're working out, how long, how many sets, what exercise, what reps. If you can get clear on all those things, then the chances of you actually ending up where you want to end up are going to be so much better. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Well, and you know what? I think that that's really important because I think it gives people the encouragement that they need um, to see that they are able to do anything. Cause I think that people look at a goal sometimes and they get so overwhelmed of how far away it seems that they feel like they're not enough and that they're not going to be able to reach something like that. Um, right. So I think that it's really allowed you to really help people see their worth as well. Because one thing that I'm really noticing that I personally think is ends up being a blanket is that, you know, no matter what it is that people are struggling with, it all roots back to feeling like they're not enough. And Mm -hmm. if I can be completely honest, this has really amplified with going online um, just because of the fact that, you know, we're all on social media and we're seeing the best of people, right? It's, it's very rare for you to be able to see people out there that are really showing their true sides or that they're struggling with their finances, that they are paycheck to paycheck, that they're, you know, that their relationship sucks and they're getting into a fight with their partner every other week, or it's that they're actually feeling super depressed, even though they're posting pictures where they're smiling, they're not hanging out with anybody behind the scenes and they're not feeling enough. Right. And so, um, I feel like it's, it's made people think that, everybody is living this super amazing life and that it comes from having certain things, looking certain ways. Um, And I think that, you know, for us as trainers, we're trying so hard for people to see that everything that they are is enough of where they are, is enough of where they are now. um, And that they simply just need to take things one step at a time if they are wanting to go in a direction and that there's nothing that's holding them back from doing that except for their thought process that they can't, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Like the people's individual thought processes and the stories they tell themselves, that boils down or that determines all the actions you take. So say, for example, you talk about this idea of not feeling like you're enough. The, the last podcast I recorded actually yesterday um, was on the turnaround tool and inside the turnaround, turnaround tool, you get to identify that one story. That's just poisonous in your life. That is mm-hmm. leading you to having the emotions that you have. And the one for me, you mentioned Instagram, you go on there. Like I look at people, like I'm, I'm a huge, I love Tom Bilyeu. He actually inspired, inspired by impact. Wow. Um, he's one guy. And then I look at, um, Sean Stevenson from model health show, Um, I look at these guys and look at the number of followers and everything they've done. And the story I tell myself is I will never be as good as them. (laughs) I will never be as good as them. So that's the bullshit that's going on inside my head. So now I've really got to figure out, okay, what am I going to do about this? Because it's like, imagine you're in the gym and you're doing squats. Okay. So you've got a set of 15 squats. Well, by the time you get to 10, it's probably going to start burning pretty good. And then 13, 14, and 15 are going to be questionable. Mm -hmm. So you have a decision to make at that point in time. Do I break down or do I break through? Break down or break through. So it's no different with this. Once you've identified that story, once you've identified that pain, you have to ask yourself, am I going to break down or am I going to break through? Because everything's an opportunity for a breakthrough, right? So and then boom, like that in and of itself, am I going to break down or am I going to break through? Because you either stop yourself and you're stuck and, and you're breaking yeah. down and you're, you're telling yourself all those negative things that you can't and you won't and you never mm-hmm. will. Um, or you break through and you choose to right. do it one step at a time because like Tom or Sean or whoever it is that you look up to didn't just, just put in the work one night and wake up the next day influential. Right. And it's because they right. believed that they can communicate well, that their, that their voice is meant to be heard, that they are going to be creating the impact that they are. Like, I guarantee you that that is right in their regular daily personal development. They're speaking to themselves in front of the mirror. And, you know, those are things that we need to do ourselves. And we don't realize how much impact certain words have. And like, for me as a trainer, (laughs) you know, I, I, I will not use the word cheat meal 
because there is always going to be an area for you to fit in a meal in your week. Your weeks are going to vary. Every week does not look the same. And because we expect every week to look the same, that's when we stress ourselves out that consistency (laughs) isn't happening. I call it a freedom meal because you're free to enjoy the meal that you want. You're not cheating on anything. And it's the same thing with the way that we're talking to ourselves. When you keep saying that you can't, we keep pulling these terrible words out. Like if we actually, actually typed out the shit that we say to ourselves in our head on paper, I don't even think we'd have the balls to say it out loud because it is so fucking terrible. And we'd all be in a mental hospital because we'd all be fucking insane. It's like so if, if people heard if people heard the shit that we say in our heads out loud, like uh, it'd be interesting what would happen if sometimes somebody were to hear what's going on in my head mm-hmm. and imagine I'm saying that to another person. Mm-hmm. I would get my ass kicked for talking to somebody like like that. Right? The way that I talk to myself sometimes. Like it's it's absolutely insane. It's insane and- the shit that we say to ourselves. How do we expect ourselves to progress when we're putting so much pressure on ourselves that we're not enough, right? And then we're feeding all this negativity into our lives to make sure that we don't progress, right? Like it's like we're literally putting in that work to stop ourselves because we know that the work that's going to get us forward is the positive talk. So we're literally actually putting in work to talk negatively about ourselves and what we're doing with our lives and that we can't instead of putting in the work positively. And it's just like mind blowing that we do this as humans. And the more that we can recognize that self-sabotage, the easier it's going to be to say, to, to see that you can do a quickie uh, morning muscle up, or you can have a long one. It, you know, and that's okay. And your days can flip. And I think that the less, the less stress that we put on ourselves, that our weeks need to look perfect, that every day needs to be perfect, that we need to be perfect. And we just understand that life is going to throw us all different things. Our priorities are going to change as we grow. Our goals change. Like there's so many factors that really come into why we can't just put ourselves and our, our, um, progress into a box. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's no different than when you go to the gym, it's like, you've got a specific workout and it's like, okay, well, all the squat racks are taken. So what do you do? Well, you better have a backup plan to figure this shit out. And so when you're talking about like this idea of both the negative talk and the positive talk, like I'm all about like positive self-talk and everything. But the other thing I'm hardcore, not a huge fan of either is just all the fucking unicorns and rainbows bullshits. It's like, If you're going to choose to be positive or negative, sure. But I think what a lot of us miss is this middle ground of realism. Okay. So if, if, if I'm saying to myself, Carl, you know what? You're being an absolute piece of shit because you're not reaching out to as many podcasters as you want to reach out to, or you're being a piece of shit because you're not treating Jenny Lee the way that you said you would. um, That's one thing like that. There's a lot of judgment and negativity behind that. So inside of the longer version of the morning muscle up after you get your feelings out, then it's time to address the facts. Okay. And this is something I got from one of my coaches, uh, Garrett J white over at wake up warrior, one of the best men's coaching programs I've ever been a part of. Um, actually the best anyways is getting to the facts. So if I take, if I go to my, if I'm saying to myself, I'm an absolutely horrible partner for Jenny Lee, like I'm a piece of shit when it comes to Jenny Lee. Okay. Well, that's a judgment. Now, what are the facts? But why exactly? But why? Right. Exactly. So the facts would be, let's say I wanted to be intimate with Jenny Lee, like have sex twice a week. Right. Okay. And it's been three or four months since we had sex. Okay. Well, those are the facts now. Yeah. The facts are, it's been three or four months since we've had sex. There's no negativity behind that. That's a fact. So now that I know the fact I can address that fact. But I first got to get the feelings out and figure out what fact is fueling those feelings and then go from there. Yeah. So positive self-talk is great, but you got to find the facts and then figure out strategies to address that shit. And this is, go ahead, go ahead. Okay. Well, you're, you're, you brought up just such a good point there that I I need to touch on because you really had mentioned about how, you know, people are able to shoot. And you know what? I think I lost what I was going to say. So that's okay. You finish what you were going to say. So no, 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 let's back up. So people are able to, I went over how the feelings we have, we add judgment to those feelings. Like, so I'm a really shitty partner for Jenny Lee, but we don't take a look at like, 
okay, is this actually true? And what is making me feel those things? Did that? Yes, that brought it back. Thank you. Because one thing that I very much respect as a friend is like, so I have a friend that I love her so much because she's so real because of the fact that like, she'll have a moment where she's jealous and she'll be like, she'll explain why she's jealous. And she's like, I know I really shouldn't be feeling this way, but I do. And fuck, I just love that so much because that's allowing her to say, hey, I shouldn't actually be acting like this. I know I need to get better like this in the future because that stuff shouldn't bother me the way it is. Right. And she's addressing it. She's being real with it, but she's still letting that emotion feel the way it wants to feel. But she's choosing to be real about it so that she can take action moving forward. And those are the kind of people I like to fuck with. I don't look for people who are perfect, who are, you know what I mean? These positive polys that think that they're just whatever. It's like, just be real. Yeah. Don't, don't just try to fake it that you're not, you know what I mean? That you, that, that, yeah. that there isn't room for you to grow because at the end of the day, there's room for all of us to grow. And there are times where we show really shitty qualities. And if you can just yep. be love being like, like, I'll be so mad sometimes. And I'll be like, I'm so fucking mad. And I shouldn't be mad right now. And I know that I shouldn't be mad, but I just need to have this moment. <laughs> and it allows me to get yeah. over it. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And see, that's the thing. That's one of the biggest things with regards to inside the turnaround tool. Now, two things that I'm going to touch on here. One you talked about really quick. Being around real people is unfortunately, it's an anomaly. Like you hear people compliment, like when you see these superstars or whatever, and then somebody mentions, oh, but they're just so real. I like how authentic they are. It's almost like it's an anomaly when you point out somebody's being authentic. Yeah, and yeah, all yeah. authentic means is that whatever you're feeling in that moment, you're letting that fucking feeling be expressed. Mm-hmm. So yeah, when your friend's saying, I know I shouldn't feel like this, but I do. Well, guess what? Just because you shouldn't feel something doesn't mean you don't feel it. There we go. And what do feelings, feelings what, what are feelings for? Mm-hmm. They're to be felt. felt and fucking expressed. Mm-hmm. So what happens like, oh man, if, if I read you actually in my last podcast, I go over one of the parts, one of the questions inside of the longer morning muscle up version, the turnaround tool is if you could scream at the person or situation that you believe is responsible for your feelings, what would you say? And oh. so you say shit that you would never say. Yeah. To an actual person. So for me, for example, it was something along the lines of when I'm looking at people on Instagram that I, and I'm telling myself the story, I'll never be as good as them. The next spot is, okay, what are the feelings? Well, I've got resentment. I've got jealousy. I've got fear. I've got anger, all these things. So they're all getting out. I'm writing these down. And then when I get to the part where if you could scream in this person, I wrote something like you fucking cocksucker motherfuckers. You think I can't see behind the fucking blinds that you guys are just putting on all these perfect posts. And if you had to walk a day in my shoes with all the troubles I have, you'd be so fucking beautiful and happy. Fuck you. Yeah. Now I'm never going to say that to a person. No, of course not. Never. Which is why you want to use this because once you get those feelings out, it's like a detox and it's like, okay, Those feelings that were supposed to be felt and expressed got felt and expressed in a very safe way because here's the other part. If I don't do that in the mornings, guess who is going to suffer the wrath of that at night? Jenny Lee. Yeah, the ones you love. Because I'm still carrying those feelings around. I'm still carrying them around. They're going to have to come out sooner or later. So we could be making dinner and she could go, oh, do you mind if we actually have this? I'll be like, fuck, you said we were going to have this for dinner. What the fuck? Like, why do we have to keep changing our minds about dinner? And it, it has nothing to do with thing, dinner. And it had nothing exactly. to do with dinner. Exactly. And it had everything to do with me not giving the feelings that I had previously an opportunity to be expressed. Yeah. I just need to do it in a safe place. Wow, guys, this is life changing like that in and of itself is life changing because I know I've talked about this before on the podcast. Nobody likes the bullshit fights that you get into people get into with people. (laughs) Nobody likes the fights with your partner, the fights with yourself. You get so tired of fighting with yourself. So put in this fucking work, man. It takes five to 10 to if you want to put in a half hour in the morning, good for you if you have it. But literally, he's saying this can be done in 10 minutes or less and your entire day changes because you decided to put those 10 minutes into channeling your emotions instead of taking them out on your loved ones. And like I've touched Mm -hmm. on that on multiple podcasts because it's something that we all do. We're all guilty of it. We're taking this this shit from work. And you know what? I actually feel like that could be applied for people like I used to work a job that was extremely stressful. I was out of the, uh, out of the hospitality and yeah, exactly. Hospitality. Okay. So you can, you know, because you're 
So when you're in sales hospitality, you're promising something happening where everybody else is in charge of it except for you, but you're the one making the promise for it. And you have absolutely no control how it's going to be done. It's Tom, Dick, and Harry, who's actually working part-time, who don't give a fuck about this job. They're just looking for some party money because it's just generally young kids, right? That are, that are coming in and out of serving and things like that. So anyways... The event ends up falling apart. You end up getting yelled at for for work ethics that you would never display, but you're not the one working the event that you promised. So that was so stressful for me because it was completely out of my hands. And anybody who knows me and knows how I work, I like to work very well. And that's just, that's, I like to do it myself. That's it. Right. Yeah. So, so, so that was hard for me because it felt like there was a lot of apologies on things where I'm like, how the fuck could you guys even make this kind of mistake? But I was taking all of this home with me every single day. And you know what? I think that that morning muscle up could actually be an after work muscle up for 10 minutes after work before you go home to your partner. I'm not even fucking shitting you because there is no reason why you should need to go home with all of that. And this is such a great tool for you to be able to release your emotions and be able to see where you want to go. Because at the end of the day, work happened. Okay, well, now you can do that 10 minute muscle up for tomorrow of how things are going to go down and how it's going to be a better day and how maybe you're not going to need to do a 20 minute muscle up after work because you're so raged and it's only going to be yeah. a 10 minute muscle up, right? right? Like There's so many different ways that you can place that in your life, but I think it's important to really recognize that there's different parts to you that needs to be dealt with emotionally as well, right? Absolutely. So there's yourself personally and your personal goals. Then there's yourself that you give to work. You know, maybe it's yourself and your partner relationship. And I think that there's aspects like, like Carl was saying, where there's multiple goals that you're trying to achieve. You can do this at different times of the day to really bring together the full picture of your life and making sure that you're releasing the emotions, like he says, in a safe spot. Yeah. And that's, fucking beautiful. And that's absolutely brilliant. And it, it's interesting you brought that up because I do that right now. Like when there's days where I've got a date night with Jenny Lee, I need to make, <coughs> excuse me, I need to make sure that like I'm on top of my game for date night. Cause those are obviously very, very, very important. important. And if I'm carrying a lot of shit, like how the fuck am I going to pay my mortgage? Like, how am I going to do this? I've got, like, I just feel depressed. I don't even want to get out of bed and I'm dealing with those things. It's like, I can't bring that into the relationship. Like it's either poison or it's passion. Like, which one do I want to bring? So that's where the morning muscle up or the muscle up comes in. And I've done that before I've gone on date night where I'll just sit there. I'll take the 10 minutes. I'll take the 15 minutes. I go through the longer version and then it's like, boom, it's, it, it's beautiful. And what you said about it applying to other areas, like the very first question inside of that is called which area of the prep or it goes, which area of the prep work are you tackling today? So is it your physical health and fitness, relationship health and fitness, emotional health and fitness, or professional health and fitness? And it's like, okay, what's the specific situation? And then you just go boom, 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 boom. So yes, you can apply this to every single area of your life. If I can be honest, guys, like this is like fucking gold because at the end of the day, nothing nothing feels shittier than not knowing how to control your emotions in the past couple of years. I don't think any of us have felt more stressed than we do now, especially, Mm -hmm. you know, on the fact that, that there's so many things going on outside of all the life stuff that's getting thrown at us. Right. And we're still just trying to manage life. So, you know, if you can learn how to properly regulate your emotions, um, you know, emotional discipline is one thing that I'm working on because right from childhood, it's, it's something that I wasn't strong at, right. There's, there's lots of things that I'm great at controlling my emotions is not one of them. And, you know, that's why I have so much passion. Right. And I, and I recognize that. And a lot of the time our, our greatest strengths are our biggest weaknesses at the same time. And it's about finding that way to regulate it. Like he says, there's no problem with showing emotion. I just can't shit on my husband because I'm having a bad day. You know what I mean? Like that's not what's going to help make my problem any better or teach me how to regulate my emotions any better. And, you know, it's so many people, I just want I just want to say that if you feel like you're so far gone, you're not, because I know that those personal development days sometimes can feel so hard where it feels like you've been working in, working on yourself day in and day out. And it almost feels like I was really fucked up, you know? And, and you're like, it's so much work. Sometimes it just feels overwhelming. Will I ever get to that point? You will it gets easier. You, it gets stronger, but the only way for you to be able to channel that strength 
is by doing things like the morning muscle up by putting in that personal development work. It's not about just listening to this podcast. It's not about just reading a book. It's about taking one fucking thing from this and applying it. It's about taking action in your life. And, you know, Carl, I really, I want to kind of wrap this up on two different notes. So the first thing that I want to talk about is just that I know that you are all about making sure that we're using appropriate words that aren't going to trigger people into obsession, into things that are going to essentially make them go backwards on their journey. So can you please enlighten us on a few terms, or maybe there's only one that you don't (laughs) like to use, or you would like to see out of the industry. And that's kind of how I want to wrap it up. And then with a little advice from you. Okay. So the biggest one, weight loss. Uh, it's funny because, uh, Jenny Lee and I had a conversation the other day, um, and she, uh, was mentioning about weight loss. And before she even said the word, she's like, I know you're going to cringe when I say this, but this is what I want to do. And she's like, I didn't have to say, I just keep my mouth shut with her. I'll keep my mouth shut in this case, but I'll give you the perfect example. So two, two really quick examples. One was from, I'm going to say, geez, probably about eight or nine years ago when I was training at Good Life. I had a client come in and amazing guy in his forties. Um, and he wanted to lose weight. He wanted to see more definition in his stomach, his arms, like all the bullshit like that. Right. So I'm like, okay, sweet. So we start working on it. And, uh, he had this suit and he always wore a bow tie, like super handsome guy. He was fucking awesome. Uh, so he's like, Hey, I'm going to get back into the suit. So one day he comes back and he's like, Carl, I got into the suit. I got into the suit and all the workouts. He's always kind of like going like this, looking at his arms. It's like, you see that definition. Awesome. Super happy comes in the next day. And he's like, somebody in his family had died. I'm like, dude, what happened? You were on the top of the world yesterday. yesterday. Like you, you got into that suit that you hadn't worn for 20 years. He's like, yeah, but my weight didn't go down. Mm. And I was like, so that was, that was indicator number one. That's we're complete. So clearly his identity and his sense of self-worth, this whole, I'm not enough thing was tied into a fucking number on the scale. Regardless of the the number of, like, right. Exactly. You didn't know the number until he shared the paperwork with you. I have no idea what that number right. is. Anybody who fucking just looked at him day to day had no idea what that number is, nor did they think of him in regards to that number. Right. But he based his worth off of that value. Yeah, absolutely. Which is what we all do too, right? Like I used to be there. I used to think 165 pounds with a body fat percentage less than eight. That is what I programmed myself to think. And then in 2020, like I made a I made a really radical transformation in 63 days physically. And I ended up, so at the time I was like 151 or something like that. My body fat percentage was, I think it was 15. And then like the before and after pictures are like night and day. And I think I went down to 149. So I lost two pounds and my body fat percentage went down to 12. So 3% body fat. So nowhere near what I thought. No. So, and then lastly, to end this off the whole tie in there perfectly. um, I have another client who's uh, just turned 65, actually amazing, amazing dude. So anyways, in 2021, we sat down or 2020 again, we sat down, we said, okay, what are your goals for the upcoming year? He's like, I want to get down to X weight. And right then I'm like, I'm starting to cringe, but I'm not going to say it to him. I'm like, okay, what are four facts that you believe are going to be true for you when you get to that weight? So he said, okay, well, my injuries are going to be less than this. My knee and my shoulder aren't going to be bad. My stomach's going to be flatter. My BMI is going to go down to here. My body fat percentage is going to go down to here. My strength will be here. Okay. We had a year to hit that weight. Guess what we achieved six months before? And we weren't even close to that weight. All those facts that he thought was going to be true for him. So in terms of doing the morning muscle up, in terms of the words that we use, in terms of the prep work and and determining all your goals, everybody says, oh, well, I want to be, say, for example, let's take money. I want to be a millionaire. No, you don't. You want to buy the things and experience the things that you think only millionaires can have. Yep. So it's like, do you actually need to achieve that? No, you don't. Mm -mm. You don't fucking need to achieve that. So when you set a goal, you need to ask yourself, what are four facts? So I want to be in a happy relationship. 
Okay, well, what does that look like? Okay, well, that looks like cuddle time every night. That looks like having good communication where I'm not walking on eggshells. Okay, so now you have that in mind. What is one small, specific and simple step that you can take to start improving your communication so that you're not walking on eggshells? And it's just like going to the gym. You cannot go to the gym once a week or once a month or once every quarter and expect to fucking get in shape. You have to do this stuff on a regular basis. We need to train emotionally. We need to train for our relationships. You need to train professionally on a regular basis or you'll end up getting fat and die in every era of your fucking life. Wow. Holy smokes. Like hey, guys, there was so much goodies on here and I'm like, I'm, I'm almost speechless, which is like shocking because like Sari speechless is like, that doesn't happen. So good for you, man. That's all I can say. Snaps. Okay. So guys, you have been taught how to level up your life by taking, uh, taking it's the strategies in the gym and learning how to apply them in your real life. And this is just so cool because it correlated perfectly. And if, like I said, if we can all learn how to a, follow what we're passionate about. B, learn how to regulate our emotions. And C, realize that we're enough. Man, what a beautiful world we'd be living in. So, Carl, yeah. I know that so many people are going to want to get in, in contact with you, figure out how they can learn about this morning muscle up and get into some training with you. Where can they find you? Uh, on Instagram, it's at ignite the impact. And then a tribe called fit.ca is the website. Okay, wicked. um, If I could, I would highly encourage all of your listeners to do, to take literally take a song that you really like and make that your timer and do a morning muscle up on this episode. So something Sari said, something I said, I want you to think about your situation. First of all, pick one area of your life. I would say just do emotional. So that's the area of your life. That's the situation. What's the situation you're facing? What is the emotional hardship you're going through? Then question number two, what is the situation? So specifically, what is the problem or challenge? Then, or sorry, the transformation. So what do you want to see on the other end of that? What would you like to experience? Is it more peace of mind? Is it more love? Is it more calm? Whatever it is. Then the inspiration, you're going to take the quote that you got from either Sari or myself, the idea, whatever, and then figure out that one small, specific and simple step and make sure it is small, just like you would never go pick up too much weight in the gym, make sure it's small and you can take it in the next 24 hours. I would love to see the responses of what people have been inspired by through this episode from what uh, you and I have shared today. So. That's awesome. Okay. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to have that all in the show notes for you guys. So you can go down into the show notes right now, get that done on your notepad. And if you want, please send it over to Carl and I, we want you to succeed. There's a reason why we're preaching this to you guys. Um, So don't be shy whatsoever, but I will be tagging Carl's Instagram and his website there. So you guys can go and check him out. And honestly, I cannot thank you enough for your time this morning. I had so much fun. I knew this was amazing. amazing Thank you so much. You're such an amazing host. I love you ask amazing questions and everything's just beautiful so thank you for sharing oh i really appreciate that well thank you again and guys thank you for tuning in we appreciate you listening and you know that i will catch you next fucking monday and that's another honest episode dropped thank you guys so much for tuning in to naked in truth where we come together every monday morning to set the week off with intention don't forget to head over to our instagram page at Naked and Truth Podcast to stay up to date on future episodes, guest speakers, and other kick-ass info that can help you continue to create your impact. And you know that reviews are so valuable when it comes to building a community of like-minded people. So if you enjoyed this podcast, please, please, please drop some love on Apple Podcast Reviews and share this episode with someone who you think needs it. Thank you guys so much again for tuning into today's episode. I'll catch you next Monday, and don't forget, love always wins.